Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Friday, August the 19th, as we head into a massive series this weekend against the New York Mets in Philadelphia. A massive, massive series coming off an off day yesterday. Thank goodness. Desperately needed off day from the Philadelphia Phillies as, uh, you know, I think we as fans need a day after the one nothing one. I think this offense needed a day. You know, four shutouts in the last... Um, seven games for this team. I know a lot of people, as we talked about yesterday, are, are concerned. I am not. You know, I'm 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 fine. This happens over a week in a baseball season, and you know, no Schwarber, Harper on his way back, all that stuff. Um, so the Phillies off yesterday. They are two games up on the Brewers. Still, they are a game up on San Diego. The Giants lose. They move a half game back. They're five and a half back of the Phillies right now. It's the Phillies still solidly where they were at, but a massive, massive series. This weekend against the New York Mets, as um, you know, obviously the Mets have continued to play outstanding baseball. The Mets out in front of the division by ten games over the Phillies, only three and a half games up on the Braves, though. That's an interesting thing to watch. As the Mets at seventy six and forty three, the Braves at forty three and forty seven. Uh, somehow, all of a sudden, the uh, Braves have the uh, tied for the fourth best record in baseball, or half a game worse than the Yankees, right there. Um, as the uh, Dodgers have the best, the Astros second best, the Mets third, and then the Yankees just slightly a half game in front of the Braves. So um, all right there for the best records in baseball, the Phillies and Cardinals right behind them as the Cardinals a half game better than the Phillies right now. Um, and again, the Phillies two up on the Brewers. The Cards are three up on the Brewers in the division. Uh, so the Phillies obviously also have the tiebreaker against those teams. That is... Good news. The Phillies a game behind the uh, Cardinals. The Cardinals 66 and 51. The Phillies 65 and 52. Um, some news on uh, Brandon Marsh. We found out yesterday that Brandon Marsh with a sprained ankle will be put on the 10-day IL. 
Hopefully it won't be too long a stint for him. Obviously a sprained ankle can be an issue for a center fielder. Um, but uh, we'll see what happens. Luckily the Phillies go out and claim Bradley Zimmer off the waiver wire instead of there was a, I don't know where it was coming from or why, but I was hearing Odubel Herrera's name from people. Hey, you got to bring back Odubel. Uh-oh, Marshall, bring back Odubel. Thank goodness it's not Odubel. Uh, Bradley Zimmer, nice defender. I've always liked Zimmer, a former top prospect of the Indians. Never really put it together, but uh, I'd rather Bradley Zimmer and Matt Veerling play center field for me than, than bring Odubel back. That is for damn sure. So, uh, so fine move there. And look, you just hope you get Marsh back soon. Obviously, they go out and add him, a big part of the trade deadline. He's been nice for the Phillies. He hasn't been amazing or anything, but he's been nice. You know, he's he's hit okay since being here and um, obviously can cover a lot of ground out there in center field. So um, we hope that Marsh can get back soon as, again, you know, he will miss this big series this weekend. Schwarber likely to be back, obviously pinch hit in that last game against the Reds in the ninth inning of that one, uh, that would be huge, huge to get Schwarber back. Then you can move Veerling to center field. You go Schwarber, Veerling, Castellanos, and that's fine. You know, then we're okay. And I know Veerling's been struggling lately, but, you know, you're good with that right there. And then, you know, Bradley Zimmer if you have to type of thing. But, um, you know, hopefully Marsh can get back soon as the Phillies just continue to, to, to battle through these injuries. Obviously, we had the Segura injury earlier, Harper, and September 1st, only about two weeks away, a little less than two weeks away. That is the target date. So fingers crossed there. That would obviously be thrilling to have Harper back for that full last month plus of the season there as the season goes through October 5th, the regular season. Um, so that'd be huge. That'd be huge. And then, uh, you know, but they keep they keep getting guys knocked out. You know, Canaveral with the lad stream, Marsh with the ankle. So um, it's frustrating, but the team, again, as I've said so many times, has battled and battled and battled and battled through adversity. And has continually found a way to to find themselves in better shape on the other side. <laughs> and it's been uh, it's been so impressive to watch this year. And and this is nothing different, you know. Look, Brandon Marsh wasn't here, you know, three weeks ago. So <laughs> he's here now. They've been playing good baseball since he's been here. That's for damn sure. So it is a loss, but you know, hopefully the Phillies can make their way through it, get Marsh back, and really, you know, be in good shape to make a run come the uh, you know month of September, and then heading into October and. Um, you know, prior to that, though, just a massive, massive series this weekend in Philadelphia after obviously losing two of three last weekend in New York. And uh, obviously, you know, the first two, as we've talked about, was, was just such a close, well-fought baseball games. And then, uh, you know, obviously it didn't, the third one didn't go the way we wanted to, and it left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Um but it was a really well-fought series for those first two. And, uh, you know, look, ultimately, um, they lost that last one, and that is frustrating. But um, they really, you know, they, they matched the Mets really well for those first two. And I think it got a lot of people excited at the, the potential, especially with Scherzer and DeGrom going in those two games. And this time around, they will miss Scherzer and DeGrom. DeGrom pitching last night in Atlanta. Scherzer pitching the night before. So in a four-game series in three days, no shirts or no DeGrom. I mean, it's huge. Tonight, it's Bassett versus Nola. Phenomenal matchup. But then the Phillies have their dudes going. You know, other than Ranger, we're going to have, uh, you know, Wheeler go. We're going to have Gibby go. And, and uh, um, Falter will, will go. And that, that's, that's good stuff right there. <laughs> the Phils, you know, especially considering that, you know, without the ability to uh, have you know, Scherzer and DeGrom go, you're going to see, and then Tywin Walker hurt. I mean, you're going to see Bassett tonight, but then it's it's Peterson who's been solid, and, you know, hit or miss for them. But then, you know, Trevor Williams going to start a game. I'm not even sure he's going to start the other game. 
So the Phillies, I think, coming in with a massive, massive advantage coming in with the pitching matchups there. Syndergaard was supposed to pitch on Sunday, was pushed back to Monday. Gibson will pitch on regular rest on Sunday. Um, as they said, Syndergaard needed an extra day after pitching for the first time on four days rest in his last outing. Fine. You know, you would have liked to see Syndergaard get a chance to go up against his former squad. That would have been neat, as they say. It'll be fun to see Wheeler do it. We've already seen Wheeler do it. But, uh, you know, that was the decision. And that's what you get, you know, when you trade for Syndergaard, who was a part of a six-man rotation, and the arm maybe isn't ready to go on that consistent five-man rotation consistently thing yet. And look, let's be honest, I'd rather have Gibby out there. I, you know, Syndergaard's been fine, better than I expected, but but Gibby's better. You know, he is. It's okay. Um, so uh, I'm really excited. To, I mean, this is such a, just a real, really big series heading into, again, as we know, you know, this and, and the Giants, the only two teams over the next, you know, really month until, you know, mid-September that have winning records that the Phillies will be facing. This is like the last series against a great team, the the the. Giants are game over 500. This is the last series against a really good team until the middle of September. It's massive. That is huge. And that's why if they can come out of this series winning two or or potentially even three, it would be such a big boon for this team and help them move forward. And and, if we could take three or four at home against this Mets team, it really could galvanize this team and, and really spread some confidence through that clubhouse as they head into the stretch run. Of uh, of a playoff chase, you know, with a, a real team, <laughs> something we haven't felt in a long time. You know, we've been we've headed into September with with chances. Recently, we have not headed into September with a team that we think is actually pretty good um, since 2011. You know, 20 you know 11. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy to think about that. It's been that long since we've headed into September feeling confident about our baseball team, but that's the truth. And and we should. They're they're a good baseball team and they're in a nice position. And you know, I think the teams are competing with, especially the Brewers, they are better than um at least the Brewers, I should say. <laughs> but um yeah, so I it's just a really massive series. You know, the Mets don't need the games as much as the Phillies do, but look, the Mets are trying to hang on to the vision too. They're only three up on the Braves. So this, you know, this whole thing has gotten Incredibly interesting here down the stretch as, uh, again, you know, the schedule as it shakes out for the Phillies, they have four against the Mets this weekend in three days, but then four at home against Cincinnati, three at home against Pittsburgh. So that is a nice 11-game homestand through almost the end of August. Then they go out to the West Coast for four in Arizona, excuse me, three in Arizona and then three in San Francisco. So the 11 straight games against the Reds, Pirates, Diamondbacks, um, all against losing teams. Then the three against San Francisco, and then they have three, and then they come home again for three against the Marlins, three against the Nats, and then they go to Miami for three. So that's nine more against the Marlins and the Nats. Just for reference sake, those teams, the Reds, the Pirates, the Diamondbacks, the Marlins, the Nationals, we already mentioned the Giants. The Giants are actually at 500, not a game over. They're 59 and 59, but those other records of those teams. So the Phillies play the Mets this weekend, and then they get the Reds, that team we just saw. They are 46 and 70. On the season, 46 and 70, 46, let me say it again, 46 and 70, the Pirates, 46 and 72, (laughs) both those teams approaching 30 games under 500, I mean, that is astoundingly bad. Those are easy games. They have seven straight against those teams after this Mets series. Then the Diamondbacks, 55 and 63, obviously not as bad 
as the uh, Reds and Pirates, but still bad, 55 and 63. Then the Giants, we said, are 59 59, but then they get the, the uh, Nationals and the Marlins. The Marlins, 52 and 66. And the Washington Nationals, an astounding, a stunning 40 and 80. They are 40 games below 500. That's, by the way, bad math by me. The, the Pirates are on their way to 40 games below 500. Um, they're getting there. Um, but the, uh, not there yet, but the, the Nationals are for, they're 40 and 80. It's the worst record in baseball, in the sport. It's the worst record in the entire sport. And the Phillies still have seven games against that team. Three in this stretch, but then four of the last seven games of the season are in Washington. They also have three against Chicago. During that stretch, the Cubs, who obviously swept the Phillies before, but are 50 and 67, and at the end of the season probably have nothing to play for. So it's really, you know, that that easy stretch for a long time. Then they only have, there's really only, you know, this weekend against the Mets, and then from September 16th through September 25th, they have three against the Braves, two against Toronto, four against the Braves. So those nine games, seven of them against the Braves and two against Toronto, along with these four games against the Mets right now, and again, the Astros are the last three games of the season, but but that you know, likely the Astros will have the American League locked up by them. But regardless, they're on that too. But but essentially, if you want to include the Astros then, so that's three there, that's nine, that's 12, plus the four against the Mets. The rest of the season, the Phillies only have 16 games left against teams that right now are above 500. 16 out of the 45 games they have left. That is... I'll take that. 16 of 45. That means 29 games left are against teams that are 500 or worse, and most of them well below 500. Teams like the Nationals, seven against the Nats, four against the Reds, four against the Pirates. I mean, you got real winnable baseball games coming up. You got a real schedule that helps you move into a spot where, again, I think you feel really, really good about their chances. And again, just look at the Brewers schedule. We won't do all the other ones, but the Brewers are the ones I think were most directly, I mean, they're above the Padres too, but where they're most directly, uh, the the team I think is the best shot to, to finish ahead of them. Um, they have three against the Cubs coming up here, um, three against the Dodgers, then three more against the Cubs, three against the Pirates, four against Arizona, three against Colorado. So that's Easy peasy right there. So they have an easy schedule now, too. All the more important, the Phillies handle their business against bad teams. Three in Colorado, another bad team. Then two against San Francisco, not a bad team. Three against Cincinnati. So it has been a really nice stretch here for the Brewers. Then it gets tough for a little bit here as they go two against St. Louis, three against the Yankees, three against the Mets, then four against Cincinnati, then two against St. Louis. So really when you look at this and then the rest easy, honestly, the the Brewers have just as easy a schedule as the Phillies. From now on, when you shake it out, so schedule wise, it's it's pretty even, pretty fair between both these teams. So the Phillies are going to have to. Th- that's why, again, just another reason why this weekend is such an important matchup for the Phillies. Like you need to find a way to steal some games from the good teams because you both have a lot of games against bad teams, and you have to assume that more often than not, both of you will win those games against bad teams. And look. Everyone's going to have bad series. Everyone's going to blow some games here and there. And again, I think in the most important sense of things, the Phillies are a better baseball team than the Brewers. I think they're better. I think they're more talented, top to bottom. You know, The Brewers have a great pitching staff and a really nice bullpen. 
But I think the Philly bullpen is close to as good, and I think the starting rotation is close to as good, and the lineup is just light years better, even as, as inconsistent and frustrating this Phillies lineup has been and can be lately. Um, they are significantly better than the Brewers. I mean, if you just take a look at the Brewers lineup and what they've done, I mean, it is honestly kind of astounding that they are uh, as good as they are. I mean, the team leaders, you ready for this? Their leader in batting average, Andrew McCutcheon at 253. Their home run leader, Rowdy Tellez with 24 home runs. That's it. That's the leader on their team. I mean, Christian Yelich, who is, you know, their their best offensive player historically, is having a really bad year. He is having a down year. He's batting 250 with nine home runs. He's only got nine home runs. McCutcheon, again, has been really good for them. And 253 with 13 home runs is, wow, that's great. You know, Willie Adamas has 23 home runs, but he's batting 238. Excuse me, 218. Rowdy Tellez, 238 to go with his 24 home runs. Hunter Renfro has 21 home runs, 246. You know, and look, I know you can do a similar thing with the Phillies lineup, but I mean, this is even worse, even more drastically below where the Phillies are at from an offensive perspective. I mean, you know, even just the uh, the fact that that 253 is the best average on the team. Bum's got a 288 average, 34 home runs is 10 more than Tellez. Um, you know, just from an offensive perspective, the Phillies have been better now. To be fair, you know, it's not like the Phillies have lived up to full expectations offensively, and they're obviously guys who've disappointed and all that stuff, but I think on average, on the whole, when you look at this Brewers team, you look at the Phillies team, I, I think you take the Phillies lineup 10 out of 10 times. So I, I do think they're a better team than the Brewers, and I do think that when it all shakes out, they will be in the playoffs and the Brewers won't. And look, again, not to totally discount the Padres, who um, you know traded for Juan Soto, and we all just kind of assumed, hey, they're going to make the playoffs, obviously. I mean, they traded for Juan Soto. They're still buying the Phillies. Here's the schedule for them. They have three against Washington, which is nice for them. Then they have two against Cleveland in a first-place team. Three against Kansas City. That's a good one. Then they got a tough little stretch here. uh, as They have three against San Francisco in San Francisco. Three in L.A. Three at home versus Arizona. Then three more versus the Dodgers. Two in Seattle playoff team. Four in Arizona. Then three against St. Louis. Then three against Colorado, but then they finish out with three against the Dodgers, three against Chicago, and three against San Francisco. Um, I mean, that schedule is way harder than the Brewers and the Phillies. I mean, if we're just going to look at it and say, all right, if we want to say all these teams are even, which they're not. Again, I think the Phillies and Padres are both better than the Brewers, but you know, they're even-ish schedule-wise right now. I mean, even-ish record-wise right now. It's not even close. Like, this Brewers schedule, again, just in, in terms of the games with teams that are, and we won't even take the, the Giants games, but they do have six games against the Giants who are a solid baseball team. Again, they're at 500 now, a lot better than a lot of the numbers on the, the other teams. But still, two against Cleveland, three against the Dodgers, another three against the Dodgers, that's eight. Two more against Seattle, that's ten. Three against St. Louis, that's 13. Three against the Dodgers, that's 16. Three against the White Sox, that's 19. So they have 19 games against teams with running records or right below or right around there, and then six more against the Giants. We just talked about the Phillies, you know, of their 45 games, they have 29 or whatever that are against losing teams. The uh, Padres do not. The Padres only have three against the Rockies, four against Arizona, three against Arizona, and then so four 
and then three against Arizona. That's seven games against Arizona, three against the Rockies. That's 12. And then three against the Royals and three against the Nats. They have 18 games against teams with losing records. The Phillies have 11 more games against teams with losing records than the Padres do, and the Brewers do as well. So that is massive. That is really big. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be fascinating to see how this shakes out again. Will the Padres' talent supersede that schedule? I don't know. It hasn't yet, right? I mean, again, looking back at the standings, the Phillies are in front of the Padres, right there with the Padres in the wild card standings. Um, and again, a much, much easier schedule down the road here as they are, again, one game up on the Padres, two up on the Brewers, which is essentially, for all intents and purposes, the Phillies are two games up on the Padres and three games up on the Brewers because they hold the tiebreaker on those teams. So, you know, the Phillies are in good shape with that perspective of it. And then when you look at the schedule and all that, it's, it shakes out pretty well as well. All right, let's, we're going to look at the pitching matchups for tonight and this weekend uh, for the weekend series in a second. Again, uh, we, we're just look at the matchup uh, we talked about, obviously, how the pitching shakes out in the Phillies' favor. But um, I am really excited about this series tonight uh, because... We're taking my daughter Zoe to her first Phillies game tonight. Nola versus Bassett. Uh, we've wanted to actually take her for a while, but um, Cindy Webster, who is the best person on the planet, works at WIP, wanted to, you know, take us and and give Zoe a night, you know, um, and meet the fanatic and do all that stuff. And and shout out to Cindy because that's the coolest thing that's ever happened. And uh, I just I, I you know as a as someone, you know, I do this show and I talk to you guys all the time and, you know, we talk Phillies, we dive in, we're deep, we really talk about it. I don't talk too much about uh, personal stuff. You've heard it before, if listen, I hope and all that stuff, but um, I just, it's a really thrilling experience to, to be taking my daughter to her first Phillies game tonight as someone who, you know, basically, and my dad passed away uh, 18 years ago, but, you know, the, the single thing that my dad and I did the most together in our lives. Like the single activity we spent the most time doing together was going to baseball games. It's how I, how I fell in love with the sport. It's how baseball became my favorite sport. It's why I'm here talking to you now. We used to go on baseball trips. My dad used to take me and my brother to stadiums across the country. You know, Um, you know, we used to do West coast trips and go to the Midwest and we'd do like Detroit, Minnesota and Kansas city and Milwaukee, or we go to the West coast and go to San Francisco and Seattle. And like, it was really cool. It was our one big summer thing that we did with our dad. And then of course the tons and tons and tons of Phillies games. Um, I was at the, the Mike Schmidt retires number game, the Steve Carlton retires number game. I was at a 1993 world series game. You know, there's so many games that's again, that's just a, a few of many, but, but Going to baseball games with my dad was like our, our my single most formative activity that I have with my dad. And and tonight I get to take my daughter to a Phillies game and have that experience with her. And uh, I just, I'm really excited about it. And uh, I thought, um, I'm so excited about it that I'm even going to talk about it on Phillies today because that's how pumped I am about it. And, uh, you know, if you're out there and you're either having kids or have had kids or have young kids... Um, I look forward to when you get to have this experience too, or I'm sure a lot of people who are listening have already had it. And, um, you know, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like giddy. I can't wait to go to the park tonight. I can't wait to take Zoe. I can't wait to see your eyes light up when the fanatic comes over and, you know, to, to buy her the cotton candy and the, the ice cream and a helmet that we've been talking about for a month now that she's out of her mind excited for. And, and to sit and watch a baseball game, with my daughter, it's just, uh, it's a really, really, really awesome thing. And, uh, I figured, who better to share it with than than my Phillies people who 
Um, love the team enough to listen to me talk about them for 25 minutes a day. So I honestly know better group of people to, to tell. Um, but uh, I'm just really excited. And I want to tell someone, so I'm telling you guys. I can't wait to bring Zoe to the game tonight. It's going to be such a cool experience. Um, so that should be a lot of fun. I'll give, a, I'll give everyone an update on Monday about how it went and, uh, and let you know if it lived up to it or if, uh, if by the end of the night I wanted to pull my hair out. I think both things are possible, but uh, either way, uh, not dampening the excitement for it. I really, I really can't wait. So if you're at the ballpark tonight, come say hi. If you see me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be there. I'm going to wear a High Hope shirt. Come find me. I'll be there. Um, you can meet Zoe, meet Emily. It'll be super fun. Um, but again, uh, I'm really excited for it. And again, what a big series. What a big moment. So his first game, Phillies, Mets, both teams are 13 games above 500 or better. We got Aaron Nola on the hill going up against Bassett. I mean, what a good one. What a good one to go to for the first one. And I, I, I'm, I'm so excited for it. I'm so excited for this series. Cause again, we've talked about it all show and all week, but like, you know, this really is, and, and last week was too, last week, the first time in a long time, it felt like that really was a playoff series. And we've had those kinds of comments before and, you know, last year and this where they're like, oh, it's like a playoff. It wasn't really. Like last weekend felt like the intensity of those first two games was palpable. It was exciting. It was, it felt big and meaningful. And I think this weekend's going to feel that way too, especially with it back at the bank, especially not in New York, back in Philly to see that place light up, to see the... The crowds, the excitement for a real Phillies team that we care about, that we believe in going up against a really good Mets team. Um, I'm I'm pumped, man. What a series. A four-gamer in three days. You love the doubleheader tomorrow. Again, the Phillies pitching match, it just works out so well for them. Is, um, again, it's going to be uh, Nola tonight, Wheeler and Falter tomorrow, and then Gibby on Sunday going up against, you know, Bass, it's good. Bass tonight, but then... You know, a lot of guys who, who aren't normally in the rotation, the Trevor Williamses of the world and whatnot, and obviously David Peterson, who's, you know, in the rotation, but not anything special. It's, it's a really nice spot for the Phils, and I'm really excited to see if they can take advantage of the matchups, take advantage of being at home, and, and win three out of four. And come out of this weekend with everyone saying, look at the Phillies, the real, because that's what could happen this weekend, and I can't wait. And I can't wait to take Zoe, and I can't wait for all of it. It's going to be awesome, and again... Obviously, as always, whatever happens, we'll be back to talk about it on Monday. So until then, thank you so much for listening. And everyone, have a wonderful weekend. And we'll talk to you again on Monday. So thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 